unaffected. Welcome to Unaffected, a podcast that offers a curated look at some obscure, forgotten, and neglected singers of the mid-20th century. I'm your host, Ethan Stoller, and... Maybe I'm overcorrecting for the uber-obscure artist last episode, but that's okay, because today's artist is pretty terrific, Uh, but she is someone who's often written about as being woefully underappreciated, so I'm kind of jumping on that bandwagon, and I think you're going to see why, though, because Sugar Pie DeSanto deserves to be heard by everyone. She's been the subject of academic papers, and there was... I guess it's still ongoing, an attempt to produce a documentary about her, and they're crowdfunding it. And to introduce you to Sugar Pie DeSanto, I want you to listen to this pitch she makes uh, on the website. I'll post a link to it, too, because you should see how impeccably she's dressed also. She's just the coolest. And if you don't fall in love with her in 20 seconds, then maybe this episode's not for you. Uh, But here's Sugar Pie DeSanto crowdfunding on Indiegogo for her documentary, which they want to call Bittersweet. Hi there. I'm Sugar Patisanto, your living blues legend. I've been in the business for about, what, 60 years. And finally, they want to do a film on me. It's bittersweet. (laughs) Support the Indiegogo. Go, go, power. Tell all your friends about it. It's Indiegogo. Go, go, power. Get the power, baby. Have you donated yet? <laughs> uh, apparently, they're still ongoing. I'm not sure what the status is, but you can visit sugarpiedocumentary.com and check it out. Uh, so... We want to focus on Sugar Pie DeSanto as a singer, and particularly her mid-century recordings. So I just uh, want to play you a song from her first and only LP from that era, simply called Sugar Pie, on the Checker record label, which was a subsidiary of Chess Records, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, This song's a ballad, which isn't what Sugar Pie DeSanto's most famous for, but I think it's a great demonstration of her vocal skill and apparently singing is like her third best thing that she does her live performing slash dancing is out of this world they say and she's also a great songwriter so as you listen to this and if you marvel at her voice keep in mind it's only like her third greatest skill this is the 12th of never check it out you asked how much i needed you must I explain I need you my darling like roses need rain you asked how I love you 
So just some background on Sugar Pie DeSanto. Uh, this is not her given name. Her name at birth was Pelia Marcema Ballantin. And her she grew up in San Francisco. Her mother, Alice Ballantin, was a concert pianist, but could not read music. Apparently she was a child prodigy who could play back just about anything she heard on the piano just hearing it once, and she was like a wizard. She passed along that musical ability to Pelia, encouraging her to sing in contests, even though uh, Pelia's dad was against such endeavors. So she had to sneak around a little bit. Uh, So she kept winning these local singing contests in San Francisco. Uh, And then Johnny Otis, the famous uh, R&B band leader, discovered her at one of these contests and signed her up to join his band. And he's the one who gave her the name Sugar Pie. And she had a manager who gave her the last name, DeSanto. And in the late 50s, 59 and then 1960, she toured with James Brown. So she would open for him regularly on the tour. And apparently, like I said, it was a pretty great live performer could keep up Step for step with James Brown, which I can't imagine would be an easy thing to do. Uh, But she was dedicated, and she put everything she had into the music and the performances. And pretty early on, she demonstrated a knack for writing songs. And she wrote a lot in her career. In fact, she was a full-time songwriter uh, for a big part of her career. But this song uh, is one she wrote. It was her biggest charting hit. Hit number four on the R&B charts in 1960. It's called I Want to Know. I want to know If you miss me I want to know Would you still kiss me Please don't start no stuff Cause I don't want to get rough I want to know So in the clip I played uh, from the Indiegogo campaign, you heard Sugar Pie describe herself as a blues legend, and I always thought of her as an R&B figure, uh, singer, artist. Uh, But as I was listening to a lot of the songs she's credited with writing, I realized that almost all of them are written in the blues form. 
And I just want to take a quick minute to do some very basic music theory stuff. Maybe for those of you who don't know what that means or know about blues harmony, but it's very simple. And it's going to lead us to our next example of hers, which will be a little lesson in the difference between major and minor. So a typical blues song is three chords, uh, the one, the four, and the five. The one is the tonic. That's the one that lends its name to, like, this song is in X key. In this case, the one we just heard is in the key of G. That's what you hear at the beginning. And usually, typically, if you really want to know what key a song is in, that'll be the last, the one that feels final at the end of a song. But usually starts the song too. So, And then the second chord is the subdominant, the four, which in this case is a C. And I bet you already know it's going back to the first one, right? G. And then you go to the dominant, which in this case would be D or D7. And then you have a choice here. You could drop back to the four. So... That's pretty much the blues progression. There are variations on it, um, but in song after song written by Sugar Pie DeSanto, she uses these harmonic choices, uh, which I think is is why she refers to herself as a blues legend, not an R&B legend. Um, so this next track I want to play is is my favorite song of hers, actually. And there's a slight it it does the blues progression thing. But here you're going to hear the difference between major and minor. And again, this will be pretty basic review if you know music theory at all. But maybe you don't. So, so let's say you have a song in C major, a blues song. It's like, that's your C chord. Right? But difference between a major and minor chord pretty much in a very basic way is one note so this note the third note in the uh, scale goes down like that and the whole thing sounds a lot darker the, the blues progression stays the same in a minor blues except the uh, tonic and subdominant drop that one note by that much. So we'll go. And the, the dominant stays the same. Got it? You got it. With that in mind, I want to play what I think is my favorite Sugar Pie DeSanto song, which is called Going Back to Where I Belong. It's a minor blues. Uh, in this song, just as in the previous example, you'll hear two voices. Uh, both are Sugar Pie DeSanto. The background vocal is overdubbed, which just means it was added after the rest of the recording was made. So let's check this out. Uh, I love this song. There's not a wasted moment in it. Going back to where I belong. Got myself a ticket. Gonna board this lonesome train. I gave a man a broken heart And things will never be the same I'm leaving this town No use hanging round I 
that song if you watched The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. They used it for the closing credits of season two, episode one. So there you go. Sugar Pie, you're already in a documentary. Get it? Because Handmaid's Tale, all the new laws, horrible government. Anyway, uh, where's my rim shot machine? Uh, but, you know, I think putting that song at the end of that episode conferred a certain badassery to the story. The lyrics don't quite fit what's happening in the story, but, you know, it works. It works. Uh, mostly because Sugar Pie kills it with that song. Love that one. In fact, let's hear the end of it because it's just a short and sweet song. Even the sax solo, which I don't usually love a long sax solo is it's it's very brief and to the point and i you know it kind of serves as the bridge in this song so yeah let's hear the rest of going back to where i belong biography you read of Sugar Pie DeSanto uh, will likely mention that she was very close friends uh, with Etta James and they were also cousins and they kind of grew up together as teenagers in San Francisco and about a decade after their teenage years they actually recorded a couple songs together uh, one of them was a minor hit called In the Basement and I mentioned briefly uh, that Sugar Pie DeSanto was the subject of some academic writing and there is one example I like. I recommend reading this whole article. It's pretty interesting. It's written by April Bernie, B-E-R-N-E-Y. Uh, it's called from the Scholar and Feminist Online Web Journal. And the name of the article is In the Basement, Afro-Asian Teenage Female Alliances in Post-War America. So uh, Sugar Pie DeSanto's dad was a Filipino immigrant and her mom was black. So she, this article talks about uh, non-white interracial couples and uh, how their offspring integrated into society and 
uh, how they formed communities and helped each other. And she refers to this song in the basement specifically, uh, talking about uh, domestic spaces. Let me just read this one quote she writes uh, about maybe what the origin of this type of song is. The song is about having a party in the basement, not dancing in the street. Uh, She writes, As the first generation of working-class African-American and Filipina-American women to experience widespread youth culture in urban areas rather than rural areas, these girls transformed domestic spaces from sites of containment to laboratories of social and cultural experimentation where pleasure rather than respectability set the tone for interracial exchanges, alliances, and ultimately friendships that would persist well into adulthood. Close quote. As if you couldn't tell, I stopped reading that. Um, It's it's academic. It's an interesting article, and she quotes a lot of uh, song lyrics and stuff. It's cool. I I recommend finding. I'll put a link to it on the website. And just very briefly, I want to play a verse of this song uh, in the basement. This is uh, Sugar High DeSanto and Etta James from So ding, 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 you're right. If you recognize that that was the same blues progression we've heard a couple times already. Bonus points if you could tell that it was in a major key. So write that down and send it in to me and I'll send you your prize. Uh, so yeah, Sugar Pie DeSanto grew up speaking Tagalog in the home um, that, of course, she learned from her dad, who's from the Philippines. And our second artist today is a very famous singer in the Philippines. Uh, She's had a long, uh, successful career, a 50-year-long career. Her name is Polita Corrales. And there's a lot to her, um, so I'm reserving the right to maybe revisit her as our main artist someday in a future episode. But for now, I want to introduce you to her music. This is a song in a Visayan language, which is a language similar to Tagalog, This song is called Ikao, which translates to you, and it's from 1965. This is Pelita Corrales.
Thank you for listening again. Uh, visit us on the web at unaffectedpod.com and Twitter and Instagram, unaffectedpod. Check us out in a couple of weeks for our first annual Pride episode. Happy Pride, everyone. We'll see you next time. I'm going to teach you how to dance, Peter. <laughs> you better watch it, sweetie. <laughs>